the amount of people that have joined. We have roughly um, a little over 20 participants right now, and we'll let people trickle in, um, but we'll, we'll kind of kick off. So hello and welcome to our CBC Women in CRE Meetup. My name is Christina Ballas. I'm the uh, National Director for Strategic Implementation for CBC. I've been with the brand um, about half a year, maybe six or seven months. Um, before that, I was um, with Cobalt Banker. Um, and I'm really, really excited to be part of the commercial brand. When I joined Cobalt Banker Residential, um, I started kind of uh, working on some projects in the commercial space, and it really captured my interest. And um, I really jumped in to commercial by my first conversations with one of our guests today, Deb. I got a chance to interview her, and it just I fell in love with the commercial business through these conversations and talking to women in the commercial space. And that's really what inspired me um, to be really passionate about the commercial side of the business. And so um, when there was an opportunity uh, for the team, I raised my hand and really jumped in wholeheartedly. So I'm really excited to be with the brand. And I'm really excited to be with all of you. I unfortunately got had to miss the women's meetup during our uh, global conference. I actually had pneumonia, not COVID related, but um, I had to miss that one. So I'm, I'm really excited to kick this off with you. Um, if you had joined that meeting, you would have met my colleague Kate Conquest, who is joining us today as well. And her and I are going to kick off the conversation. She is the Senior Regional Director for Affiliate Services in the Northern United States. And I'm really excited to welcome her. So hi, Kate. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. This is just kind of a placeholder for everyone. And that way, I don't know if everybody can see um, the gallery view of all the faces. It might just be a little um, better for us to meet everybody if you have your video on. So um, so anyways, welcome, uh, Kate. I really, uh, I don't know if you wanted to take a couple minutes to introduce yourself and kind of what you do and your big team and um, kind of all of that power behind it. And then um, I can ask you some questions if that's okay. Absolutely. And um, I, it's great because some people from my team are on this call. So that's always nice. And um, uh, thank you all for being here today with uh, Cole Binker Commercial. And thanks, Christina, for leading this initiative. So I'm Kate and I oversee our field servicing team in the northern part of the country. Um, so all the way over from the Dakotas up to Maine, down through Virginia, and then it kind of um, makes its way across the middle of the country. Um, my background is in real estate brokerage, so I just started answering the phone um, at our local real estate office. Um, we were unaffiliated, so we were a boutique shop, and then five years down the road, the market kind of changed, 2004, and that's when we affiliated with Coldwell Banker. Um, so listed, sold, um, then the market crashed and we started acquiring some some of our competition in 2013 i joined the uh, corporate team and have worn a few different hats here at coal banker and coal banker commercial since then uh, i have a strong strong passion for um for women in leadership in real estate and just in business and um, i have a great great team that hopefully some of you know and get to work with uh, and uh, i'm just happy to be here and learn and share and collaborate Awesome. Thank you so much for that introduction. And for everybody on the call, um, I'm not sure if when you joined, if you were automatically muted, um, feel free to unmute, ask questions. You can put it in the chat. You can just, I want everyone to feel like this is a really good opportunity to meet each other um, on common ground. And, you know, if there's, if there's a takeaway for you, um, if you learn something from one of our speakers, that's awesome. Um, but if you all want to just 
you know, meet each other or just tell us what you do or anything. I want you to feel like this is an open space and this is your meeting too. So I'll facilitate a conversation with my colleague Kate. And then in a few minutes, um, I'll introduce Deb Cower and she'll talk to you about her career as well. Um, but feel free to, to jump in and ask questions of our guests as well. That would be a really great way to just kind of get to know everybody. So um, Kate, can you talk to me a little bit about um, your job and how, um, how you work? Where do you work? Sure, sure. So I reside on Long Island in New York. Uh, as you, as many of you may know, we have our corporate headquarters in New Jersey. So I'm about 90 miles um, from corporate headquarters. But if you're familiar with New York or New Jersey traffic, it probably would take me four or five hours in um, in uh, at five o'clock in the app in the evening. So it's close, but oh so far. Um, anyway, so yeah, I have, a, I have a pretty interesting background in real estate. I've listed, I've sold, I've been an admin. Um, I've been an owner, a partner in a Cole Banker franchise. Um, then I was consulting uh, for a few years. My territory was um, from New York all the way up to, uh, to Maine, basically the New England area. And then for a few years, I oversaw all of our transitions. So if people were new to the brands and buying a franchise or merging into the franchise, I oversaw that transition and that process. So in essence, I was sort of the, the first impression to the brands and helping everybody kind of infiltrate into the network. Um, and in my current role, I, um, I have a great team and I believe that they're my equals or colleagues and our goal is to bring service and, um, and value within the Coal Banker and Coal Banker commercial brands. So basically what we do is we make sure that we're connected to our owners, our managers, and we're in direct connection with them to, to assure, ensure that our agents are utilizing our products and our tools and we're creating opportunities for them to grow their business. Um, it's awesome because I get to be belly to belly with uh, brokers and managers and owners, which is a real passion of mine, considering my consulting background. But I also get to learn and share with a team um, on, a, on a greater level. So, you know, it's, I may be the team leader, but I learn just as much from my colleagues as I hope I share with them. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, dedicated to bringing that high level of service to our affiliates. So it's great. Every day in my conversation, similarly to selling real estate, uh, is totally different. So I could have a conversation with a company about growth. I could have a conversation with a company about going out of business. I could have a conversation with a company about um, you know, cutting costs. And I could have a conversation with a company about a tool or a service. So all day long, it's, it's all over the place, which is, in my opinion, probably one of the most exciting parts of real estate in general, you know, whether you're talking to a buyer, a seller, an investor, um, a landlord, the conversations are all over the map. So it never gets boring. Yeah, that's a really good point, Kate. And the thing that I find unique about um, you and your role is you travel quite a bit so that you could see affiliates, although obviously right now you're, you're staying put probably, but um, you've been traditionally really working from home since joining the brand for a long time. And I know with all of like the, the COVID craziness, depending on what state you're from, it's forced a lot of us to do that. So as you can see, Kate has her wonderful, you know, degrees in her background. She has her home office set up. Mine's a little more bare because I'm, I'm a little new to the, to the always work from home um, lifestyle. So if you, you know, what are the ways that you are able to connect, keep connected with your um, either with our affiliates or even your team, you know, how do yeah. you, how do you keep the motivation going without seeing people face to face? I feel like you're such an expert in that. Well, thank you. Um, before, before COVID hit, uh, my team, 
uh, my colleagues, we are all like working in this virtual world long before. So whether it was Zooms, our Rilogy's preferred product is Teams. Uh, our team, uh, my team is on Skype. We're constantly in communication all day in several different ways. So basically you can get me on Skype, you can get me on Teams, you can get me on text, you can get me on FaceTime. And I think it's, it's availability. So I'm really passionate about responsiveness and availability. I believe that when you have a franchise partnership with someone that you're paying for, yes, the tools, the services, but it's the people. And from my, my experience as an affiliate working in the network and collaborating with other Cobalt Banker franchise owners, or my experience now, I think the people behind all of it are part of the huge value in Cobalt Banker and Cobalt Banker Commercial. Um, so I think your availability is very important. So as we work remote, you know, I, um, I oversee uh, about 22 states um, and I, in my previous role worked in seven different time zones. So I think just showing up for the day, looking the part, even if you're not physically anywhere, um, it matters. Like I have to wake up and I know you read all the blogs about feeling the part and looking the part, but it really does make me feel like I'm ready for work. Um, so then the next part, I, I guess the next part is to make sure that my team feels like they've got the, the, the information. And I, I've always sort of managed by the four I philosophy for anybody that's ever heard it, but I wanna make sure that my team is informed. So creating clarity from confusion because we have a lot of different initiatives going on at all different times, um, giving them the right instruction, but allowing my team to kind of um, operate in their own individual style, um, inspecting that the work gets done, and then ultimately at the end of the day, making sure that I'm not necessarily the cause of their inspiration, but that they're getting inspiration from somewhere. So, you know, every day we're in the grind, but reminding each other and certainly myself that we are doing this for the bigger picture, and that's to make sure that we stay at the forefront of every agent's mindset when they're thinking about who they really want to affiliate with at Cole Banker and Cole Banker Commercial. Um, so the four eyes inform, instruct, inspect, and inspire. That's how I really try to make sure that my team stays connected. I love that. I love that you have a mantra that you go with to, you know, me, I love my mantras. Um, I know that, uh, and, and Deb, I don't know if you, you don't mind me to just pull you in before you give your background, but I know you also have, uh, I think you have a 10, a 12 steps, uh, kind of like successful, you know, bullet points that you keep at your desk. Is that true? It is, and I'm not at my desk. <laughs> so we're unlike Kate. I'm sitting here taking notes on Kate because she's obviously, uh, you know, gotten this down to a. You know, this is so different for us because I'm so used to being face to face. And actually, before even before COVID hit, our office burned, which we've been homeless since November. So we've been really kind of out of sorts trying to figure out how to make you know make things work. So. Christina, thank you. May be sitting there looking at my notes from that last our discussion. Do you have them with you? I do. Good. Maybe we can talk through them like that because I've just not had time to get everything pulled together with us working on all this. But but I do, and and she may be able to you know list them out. But I do keep them on my desk or keep them near me because you know we it's it's really quick to lose track of what you're doing and your thoughts and which direction you're going and it always kind of helped reel me back in when i started remembering what's important you know that these are these things so christine if you've got them right there feel free to list them and i i got them they are in shorthand so they're they're like my quick little reminders 
Um, so you'll have to excuse me if it's not the full sentence that you had. So um, your number one, so these are the um, secrets to success that I've jotted down in one of my conversations with Deb. And like I said, that conversation really, Deb, and, and thank you to you, is really what inspired me to, to raise my hand when there was an opportunity on the commercial team. I was like, this is, this is like, this is, this is for me. So, um, so there was, uh, number one was be unique. Um, and obviously just interject whenever you need to, you know, uh, tell the story behind it. Um, number two was have confidence in yourself. Uh, number three was uh, never BS your way through. And always have follow-up. So you don't you can you can very easily say, I don't know, I'll find out, but but don't make stuff up. Uh, number four was take accountability. Uh, number five was be open to learning something every day. Number six was always be open uh, to check yourself and adjust. Number seven was know your contracts and work with your listings. Number eight was keep your uh, keep you keep your name out in front um, and ask for testimonials. So making sure you build that. Uh, number nine was don't burn any bridges. Number 10 was uh, capture contacts and info, basically CRM kind of style, whatever that is, stick to it. Uh, number 11, successful equals the return, uh, let's see. Oh, success! your success equals returning phone calls. That was like a big thing for you on number 11. And number 12 says no substitute for hard work. There's no substitute for hard work. So those were my, those are my shorthand versions of, I'm sure Deb's list. Of you got it. You paid good attention. I'm proud of you. You passed. But, you know, those, <laughs> and, and everybody will have your own. I mean, it's kind of like every time something happens, how many of, uh, just raise a hands or something. How many of you lease, uh, lease and sales? Do y'all have a, both? Okay. In fact, it would help me real quick. Can we go around, Christina, just real fast and uh, say who everybody is be, and what state they're in? That and what their primary like use is, yeah. Yeah, anybody jump in if you wanna take yourself off of mute and just say you know, your name, what you know, city, state, and then your uh, primary focus for business. That would be awesome. Okay. I'm and if you're shy, you could chat it. This is Sue Aldina. I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm a commercial broker and a business broker. Welcome. Thank you. Jump in, guys. Tell me where you're from. Hi, everyone. This is April Ager from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've been in real estate 25 years. Started out in residential, um, primarily 100% commercial. Right now, I do leasing, brokerage, development, consulting. Um, my background's in healthcare and law and real estate. I'm Christy Fredrickson. Uh, some of you know my husband, Bob Fredrickson. And so I'm up here in the Seattle Puget Sound area and um, I just help Bob run. I don't do sales and leasing myself, but I help him uh, run our division and We've got about 12 uh, full-time commercial brokers. Welcome. I'm Deborah Odier from San Francisco. Uh, commercial, I'm a commercial aide, um, and we um, I work with the Dan McGue team. We are, um, we are multi- Awesome, welcome. <clears throat> Hi. Um, this is Denise. You guys, Denise Sanyurt from no. um, 
Washington DC area. I'm licensed in uh, Maryland DC version. And I, um, I'm commercial, I'm specifically working in commercial, residential. And um, up until now, I was doing everything, office, land, retail, you name it, just to learn what's happening in the market. I'm new, it's been three years. So, so now this year with this virus thing, I kind of, it helped me gather my thoughts and constant pick a lane and pursue that. So now I'm going forward with the multifamily. Great. That's a really good takeaway. Thank you for sharing. Hi, I'm Cindy Light. I'm with Colwell Baker Commercial SC with Southern California, um, specializing in general um, in sales and leasing uh, in North San Diego County and Southwest Riverside County. Hi, I'm Ruth Fellert. I am the Director of Operations for Columbus, Ohio. Hi, I'm Sherry Mendenhall, also from Ohio. Uh, on the east side in Beachwood, and I do uh, commercial investment sales and office and retail leasing. Wonderful. Anybody else? I'm Jan Robinson. I'm the commercial director for the west and the east coast of Florida right now. Uh, and I also do sales and leasing. My specialty is office and industrial. Uh, our team is in Florida. Yay. And, and actually one that I'm working with right now in training, or actually she's, uh, in fact, she's hiding, <laughs> which is Tisha Stell is one of our, and I say newer agents, she's been with us four years, three, three years, four, yeah, four years right now. And uh, she's actually one, um, one of the people that I'm, I've been working with in training in bringing more women into business. And Christine, do you want me to kind of give you my background now? Is that what you like to do or? That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love for you to, to share your background. It's super interesting. I don't recognize many of you. So maybe some of you haven't sat on the panels that I've been in because I sure wouldn't want to repeat all this. But because my story doesn't change. It's the same story, but it is kind of unique. Our office is in Beaumont, Texas, which is near the Gulf Coast, Louisiana, Texas state line. And we're kind of unique in ourselves because we're a women of eight real estate uh, agents, office managers, all women. We've run off every man that has come to work for us. We actually even would kind of just see how long, we'd take bets how long they were gonna make it because there's a lot of estrogen floating around our office. <laughs> and actually since our office burned, this one of my clients let us in to uh, stay at, you know, to work from his office. And it gave me a lot of access to him. And, you know, we're a little bit intense on what we do. And he was so funny. One day he told me, he says, you have a little bit too much access. He said, I think you need to call me on the phone. If I don't answer, consider I'm not here and leave me a message. Because <laughs> you know, I can literally walk down the, the hallway to him. But, you know, we're unique in the in the field that we're all women in, in commercial real estate. So I definitely, you know, can relate to everything that you guys go through because women in commercial real estate is different. It's unique. I think sometimes we have to prove ourselves and our abilities uh, much quicker because perception sometimes overweighs, you know, knowledge and experience and, and you have to get through that door. But I actually worked for a utility company for 20 years 
before I went into commercial real estate. And Sherry Arnold, y'all may know her, she's the broker owner of our location. And she was my mentor and still is. I've worked and been sales partners with Sherry for 20 years, but she brought me into the business at, you know, real estate always ebbs and flows. And she brought me into the business when we were at a, a really downturn in the economy. So it was like, yeah, let me come to work for Sherry and work, uh, you know, work for, you know, complete commission and a downturned economy. This sounds like a lot of fun, but we made it through it and we've had a lot of great years and I still every day learn something new and learn it uh, from Sherry and the other people that I work with. But I guess my point is it, it's never too, you know, it's never too late to change careers, to change directions. And the beauty of what I do is because this is my passion. I mean, this is my hobby. This is what, you know, some people, other than maybe shopping, yeah, I have to work that in, but, you know, <laughs> other than my family and all that, this is, you know, I just soon go to the office and, you know, work on a proposal or something that I didn't have time to do, or I do it at night, you know, working from home, which I'm learning to do a little bit better, but it's my passion, which makes it, you know, every day, as long as I don't get too many crazy people in one day, I never come to work because it, it's fun. It, it's what I enjoy doing. But it does, there are many, many other ways to make a living that are less work and less headaches and make you not stay awake at night. So you have to learn real quick if this, it sounds like we've got a lot of experience on this call you're either cut out for it or not, because if you don't enjoy it, you'll never make it in this business and you'll never be successful. So somehow you have to find out if you're cut out for it and if you're, you know, if this is really what you want to do. But if it is, there's nothing probably more rewarding than what you can do in commercial real estate. And uh, I learn it every day. And, and those 12 items that, that Christina went over, I really do try to live by them. And and things do change a little bit, but for the most part, you know, I don't know how many of you can relate to those and I'd be glad to put them out on an email and send out to the group because you truly, things just don't change. I mean, that's, you know, we laugh about it. One of the best things that when I'm training an agent, what we do is if we return our phone calls, we are t almost 10 times better than anybody in our market. I don't know how in the world you do commercial real estate and don't return your phone calls. I don't know how it works, but I can't tell you how many times that we call people back and they're like, you're the only one who called me. You know, I'm like, how does this work? But, and it takes, you know, I think that comes from people trying to qualify people over a phone call or something like that. And I'm telling you that doesn't work. And so you really just have to return your phone calls and delve in it and qualify the best you can, decide how much time, you know, that you can devote to it and, and work from that. And, you know, the, the mentoring and bringing up people in the business, just as I was brought up in the business, is, is so important. And Christina knows that story that I told then. And it's basically, I had been in the business I mean, it was, it was a downturned economy. I'd been working with this guy for, gosh, probably three or four months, you know, when we were working toward getting this deal done. And how many times have you had the rug pulled out from under you? All of a sudden, dip, they're gone. You know, that was the end of it. And he, he pulled the rug out from under me and just said he decided to do something different. And I'm telling you, I just drove around and cried for hours before I ever called Sherry. I had come from a business where I got a paycheck every two weeks you know, in sales and marketing. And I just called her and said, I can't do this. I said, I'm out. And she said, where are you? You know, which ledge was I on? 
So she found out where I was, came to me, and she said, that's, and it goes to one of my numbers, you know, that I do, and it's the confidence in yourself. She said, how much money do you need this month? Just this month, how much money do you need to stay in the business? You know, for my, for what was my responsibilities, and I told her. She wrote me a check that day, and she says, now, now let's, let's talk real estate. What can we do? Because she said, you can never work from a fear of power. You can never work from a fear of failure. You have to have confidence in yourself. So, you know, I can't tell you how much that meant to me to take the responsibility for me. I mean, literally, monetarily, even for a month, took responsibility for me and she showed her confidence. And that's what I try to do with the agents I train is take them from a position of fear and you know, no confidence and just feeling inferior and try to motivate them and provide them with enough knowledge and experience so that they can be successful. And y'all know in this business, that's hard to do without help. And um, I'd be glad, you know, and we can talk about if y'all have any questions about those 10 or the way we work or, you know, on the teams, <laughs> that kind of thing. Or, and I'll be glad to answer questions after this. You email me, Christine, if you'll put out my phone number, my cell phone and my email, you know, sure. I'm willing to help. So that sounds great. Kate, I think has a question for you. I do. I do. So yes. Debbie, first and foremost, when you describe the pass through knowledge, it's such a challenge in the real estate space, specifically even more so in commercial real estate, that pass through knowledge, that ability from, for someone that wants to, to show someone else the way and share what they know. Thank you for doing that because we really do need more of that. And you're clearly a leader in the industry. Um, I, I want to ask you maybe a more um, specific to now question in your principles. Okay. And um, one of your principles that really resonated with me was be unique. And I think right now we're all sort of like under this microscope on social and online and in Zoom meetings, we could all see each other very clearly. Um, are, are there anything, is there anything that you're doing that you think is really making you and your team or the company stand out that would fall under your unique principle in this kind of environment? And, and right now and what we're dealing yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. We're always looking for ways to make ourselves stand out because you have to, because there's just so many people in this business especially with you guys that are in these larger markets, you really, you know, have to find some, and I, I realize that when you're in the larger markets that you really have to specialize in a particular area. Otherwise you can't become unique. You can't become the expert. We've got the benefit that I work in a smaller market. It's about a 500,000 MSA in the grand scheme of things is a lot smaller than probably what some of you work with, but we touch so many different fields. But in the right when this started, the COVID-19, you know, when everything just kind of went silent, I mean, you were really feeling kind of by yourself and really detached from your clients. They were trying to figure out, you know, they're struggling themselves on how to figure out how to communicate and different things. One thing we did just really fast because we were sitting there thinking, what can we do? You know, how can we make this work? We started reaching out to our clients and I came and I'll email it to you, I'll write myself a note so I don't forget. It was basically just a card that we created on email. And, it, and I always try to take the lighter things. I think that's what makes me unique is I'm not so stereotypical, you know, very just formal. I, I try to be, you know, you always have to work to your audience. So obviously there's going to be sometimes that we're bidding jobs that, you know, it's very formal and it's, it's exactly what you would expect 
you know, from that kind of environment. And then there are others, other times they're not. So I try to play to the person we're working with. So most of my clients, by the end of it, I've got a pretty good working relationship. I know their, their spouses, their kids, or at least their names. We came up with this card and we used dogs. Basically, there was this dog looking over a fence, you know, like this. And it was just saying, hey, how are things on your side of the fence? You know, and then there's another one where the dog's laying on his back and he's got a computer and it's saying, I'm right here, man. I'm kind of busy, but whatever you need, I'm here. You know, and we sent it out and it got a great response because they were like, it kind of broke the ice. And it was like, all right, we can do this. You know, they'd call and, they'd, and they may need help on something that really probably is not financially, you know, the, the most best use of your time. But at the same time, you know, when we first started this, everybody had nothing but time, you know, because we weren't very productive on what we normally are doing. So any way that you could add value to your client, I don't, you know, maybe they were looking for office space. Maybe they were having trouble getting connected to the internet. Maybe they didn't know how to use Zoom. So we kind of set ourselves out to help them, you know, and we set up some of the people's uh, Zoom, you know, with, we deal with a lot of older clients and just anything we could do to, you know, so that they could call us and say, hey, you know, and they didn't feel timid to do that. And then we even, I mean, we looked for ways to connect with them. Like we still have people and we're very fortunate in this market. We're really heavy industrial and those people have slowed down, but they haven't stopped. We've even gone mm -hmm. out to sites and FaceTime with them. Say, hey, let me go, you know, I can't meet with you right now, but let me go to the space. Let me unlock it. Let me put you on FaceTime with me and, and let's walk this space. You know, so is that what you're kind of talking about, Kate, is just constantly changing and evolving, you know, because in this business, no matter whether it's COVID-19 or a downturn in the economy or during the holidays, or you have to find ways to adapt and change and, and make yourself part of their world all the time. So, That's and I'm going to really ask Tisha at some point, maybe Tisha will weigh in on this because Tisha is in my office and I'm constantly on her <laughs> every day about, yeah, try, you know, like <laughs> you didn't really mean to say that, did you? Or maybe, maybe you maybe should have said it like this or, or you know, something like that. But Tisha making it, she'll get her thoughts together too. Maybe yeah. there are things that she's learned or picked up that are more important, you know, than others. Because right now I'm kind of like making her drink from a fire hose as fast as I can spill stuff out. I make her listen. So. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's super insightful. And I think that right now, and I, I could just speak from, you know, some of the collaboration that I've been doing with some of our brokers is the people that aren't being responsive, the people that aren't reaching out, those are the people that are actually standing out. So I, you know, I'm, I'm curious. So Deb, love your, love your feedback to the rest of the, the group. You know, is there anything that you're doing in your market that you feel is making you stand out or making you unique or that you're making a conscious effort, you know, to do for your, course, you know, some other insight as to what makes you unique in the Debbie, um, in Deb's principles. And you can unmute. How many or, brokers in your area, you know, that you work with on a normal basis, think back the last 60 days. Have you heard from them? Do you know they're there? You know, I mean, we've even reached out to our counterparts, you know, just from other companies and say, you know, hey, you know, hope you guys are okay. You know, that kind of thing. What can we help you with? You know, um, have y'all done that? Or have you, or be, you know, or 
what are you doing? I'd love to hear some things, some ideas you know, that y'all are practicing. Are you having an opportunity? We've been doing online meetings, online pitch sessions uh, with uh, the Tampa group, the Sarasota group, uh, CCIM. We're still, we're still meeting. Um, everything we're doing is virtual right now. Just, uh, just about everybody's got a, a Zoom account. Okay. And we are too. How's your title company working? Have you, have you, we at least have gotten to go stare at a title company, which, which is kind of funny too. It's what we do because the title company people are people we work with as well. I mean, we literally went down to the title company with signs and stood out their window, you know, like we'll work for food, you know, we'll work for a job or whatever. But you know, their business is, you know, they're trying to adapt and they're doing outside closings. Have y'all seen that yet? where they're literally doing the closings outside under a tent. It's, um, wow. <laughs> I'll give it to them. That's good. One in our area has a drive-through. Exactly. So, you know, it's great thinking outside of the box to make things happen. And you can do the same thing with your business. You know, maybe you need a contract signed. I mean, we've gotten extremely well-versed on DocuSign since it started. And, you know, learning to use that. But at the same time, you know, social distancing and literally meeting somebody outside to sign papers, you know, anything we can do to keep things going. Um, you know, and maybe maybe this group and maybe we can get it larger if we get all the emails and can set up an email thing. And as we go forward, because I think we're far from the other side of this, I think we're going to find practices that we're going to have to implement to be successful to adjust to this. One example is office space. I don't know if y'all are hearing this. We're already hearing because so many people are now working from home that would have never ever, you know, contemplated doing that before. These companies are finding they can do that. Uh, maybe not as efficiently, but some positions could. Maybe they're gonna start looking for less square footage of office space. I know in the larger markets, y'all are already doing more of the, um, the communal work areas, but we're not really seeing that yet. Um, so I think this is going to generate a lot of different changes in how we, how everybody works, but in the particular, how we work with people. And I'd love to be able to set up that kind of forum on email just to share ideas when you find them, if you're interested. With communal, yeah, areas, with communal areas, they're marking them off now and they're looking at maybe putting in plexiglass screens to separate the areas hmm. at, at a common office you mean or yeah at a common office in the okay. seattle area it's been difficult because uh when real estate was able to function um residential was considered essential but commercial wasn't. And so it wasn't until Friday, this past Friday, that uh, we got the go ahead that under lots of safe guidelines, we can start again. So um, for the past couple of months, it's been hard um, sitting here, not being able to really show anything, get an appraisal, get an inspection, nothing. Uh, everything really shut down. So we really focused on keeping in touch with our clients and using uh, we use CoStar here to uh, train our brokers to run reports in certain areas, uh, target certain markets, and reach out to those owners and 
really educate ourselves in these various markets and you know the owners are sitting out there wondering what's going on and so just uh staying in touch with them and educating them answering their questions and so i think ours has just been really keeping in touch teaching all our guys how to be experts in zoom meetings <laughs> and just trying to adjust to this new way of life but not just shrinking away um also doing social media staying in front of people and I think it's going to pay off. So we're excited to have the handcuffs off a little bit. You've been in such a hot area too, Christy. I mean, I know my hat's off to you to figure anything out in that when you're literally at the shelter at home for, for as long as you guys have been there. Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, interesting, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. So. Right. Going back into the office, the elevators have been, an area of concern um, in our buildings. Are you folks having any feedback on that? Concern with coming back into the office, is that what you said? Yeah, people are, are anxious about the elevators. Yeah, we, uh, just as far as like from a safety standpoint, um, you know, we're, we are, under 25% capacity guidelines. So at our office, we're just going to only have one individual in each private office. Um, if you're in, we're not opening it up to brokers yet. So it's just staff. And then if somebody needs something, it's by appointment only. Um, if you're in a shared area, there's very strict guidelines, masks and only one other person besides the receptionist at a time. So we're trying to figure it all out. Lots of posters being posted around. And um, so I don't know yet exactly what that looks like, but lots of preparation going into it. You know, I think as you go forward to like, we're from, I'm in Texas and Texas is opening up um, quicker than most places are. And so far we haven't had any backlash, but I think, and we're, we're trying to approach it from what people are comfortable with. And I think that's gonna be our way of business as we go forward, is we have the conversations with them just outright, you know, when they call about property or we're talking to them, tell me what you're comfortable with. Would you like to do a Zoom? Would you like to do a FaceTime? Would you like me to meet you, you know, and do the social distancing? Uh, when you put it back on them and then once they, they tell you their needs and their concerns and we make it work for them, then it, it's, it's projecting the business forward quicker. You know, so I think we're going to have to be in that mode where we learn to uh, adapt. Just like when, when I was telling you how you dress or how you speak or, you know, this is just going to be another layer of that same thing is knowing who your audience is and, and how you deal with them successfully. Deb, I think that's so powerful to put the kind of uh, the ownership of, com of comfort back on your clients. I think that's a really important differentiator. I think that's a really great learning, actually, um, and a good recommendation. And a lot of what you say today, um, what you've been saying today is so interesting because I am looking at my old notes, right, because I do keep my notes. Um, and some of the words and stuff that you had said to me that, that call almost a year ago was um, that you like that to be great at commercial real estate, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And boy, has this made lots of us really uncomfortable and forced us to grow and learn in different ways. And I think that's really telling um, in the way that you handle your business, but also in what you're saying. I think it really, really resonates. <laughs> oh gosh, she's gonna talk. Here's, 
<laughs> I'm not comfortable with her writing my screen either. <laughs> it's um that that really really is true, Debbie. I came from a completely different world than real estate, so the learning curve for Debbie has been um, steep. So you have some of the things that, that have resonated with me is like she said, having absolute confidence in yourself, which has grown, I think over the past four years, um, not being scared to make a mistake of, you know, I, I knew nothing about commercial real estate. So learning about construction, she's, she's an amazing teacher, but not being scared, putting yourself out there, showing property, saying, I'm not sure, backing up, getting your questions answered, um, and, and just being yourself, truly, truly being yourself and not, and not having any, any fear or any doubts. But it's a constant changing world and constant changing real estate environment that we're in. And it's, we have to keep up with it. We have to keep up with the times and, and do what, like she was saying, customers want and, and are comfortable with. So, you know, and, and Tisha, she's a good example. You know, Tisha came from, I mean, she's had very interesting background and work, but the biggest one was she's, you know, was the um, account, like the uh, account manager, the dealerships, the car dealerships. She ran the dealerships, her and her family. And so she had the financial piece and all that. So she's a salesman by trade. And that's what I told her. I said, I can teach you to sell real estate. I mean, you've already got the skill set. That's the hard thing to teach somebody is the skill set, how to do it. The knowledge will come with it and you have to learn it. But I told her what I couldn't do is she couldn't, one of those 12 things is she cannot shoot from the hip. If you don't know the answer, and I think this is really hard for people to do is to say, I don't know, but let me find out. I said, it's one of the very first things I told her the first week she started working for me. Learn how to say, with confidence, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out because I still use that. You know, 25 years in this business, I still have to do that. So it's um, that that's that's one of the guidelines is just really, you know, just stretching every day to learn learn something new and not to be afraid to because people will respect you on that statement alone will respect you a lot more then you trying to BS your way through something because you just don't know the answer because you, but you think it makes you look weak yeah. because you don't answer them. And, and as y'all know, this, there's so many facets to commercial real estate. You cannot know all the answers, you know, all the time. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting differentiator too, for the commercial space versus the residential space that some folks come from maybe is that, um, you know, a lot of times uh, there are so many intricacies, legal, legalities, all of that, that if you BS your way through something, you can really get in trouble. I mean, it's not just, it's not just building a good customer relationship. It's really protecting yourself. So I think having that as, as a confident, you know, I don't know, I'll figure it out. You know, I think that's, that's so important. Um, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, Dan has joined us on the call since the beginning, obviously. Um, but I think he may have had a question. And I just wanted to say, you know, Dan is such an ally for women in commercial real estate. So I'm thrilled that he was able to join the call today. Yeah, I wanted to ask Deb or, or anybody a quick question. So for, I think my camera's on. Yeah, okay. Um, so first of all, well, I don't come from a family of real estate. My mom was a physician 
beginning in the late 1950s. It was one, went to medical school at a time when women, there was a quota of women in medical school. Um, today, I think there's more women in medical school than there are men, so the world has changed a lot. Uh, but she would tell me, you know, that, you know, being, she was an anesthesiologist and being in the, the operating room was a tough environment because it was a sort of a man's world. Um, so my question, Deb or others is, is really, have you found people discounting you because you're a woman in commercial real estate, which where the majority, there are women in commercial real estate, they don't tend to be in brokerage. I mean, there's certainly probably 15, 20%, most, some of them are in property management and other skills, but is there anything in particular that you've done to, that you feel like you've had to do to make sure you're perceived as credible when people might try to otherwise discount you? Um, I, I know the women in the well-known iconic women in the industry from like Goldie Wolf in Chicago. And I can't think of a gal in, in, in a woman in New York and LA, you know, they're always kind of known as these really tough women. Um, but I often think, well, they're, that's probably because for some reason, um, the industry thinks they have to like be different than the men in the business. Cause the men being that tough in the business would never have that reputation. I always think that's kind of like not fair. Right. So I guess I'm just curious if you've, what situation, if you've ever had to kind of defend yourself, particularly let's say an industrial brokerage, I know Beaumont's a heavy industrial area um, because you've been discounted. That's, that's true. And you know, when I was telling you guys about these 12 points about finding a way to be unique, there's nothing wrong with part of your uniqueness right now is you are female in commercial real estate because it is still in 2020 predominantly a man's world and so you already have that working to your advantage and i don't mean that in a negative way it makes you stand out so use your plan and i do dan we use our platform that we have because we are female but it does make you sometimes be judged uh quicker than than a man maybe so you do have to, and again, I'm just, I'm not second guessing this that you don't know the answers, but I think you have to be very quick. And that's when I learned to say that because there were so many different areas that I didn't know is I don't have the answer, but I'll find out. But when, and if I'm in a man's world when I'm doing that, or I'm in a meeting, I may lose them for a moment, but when I call them back the next morning at eight o'clock with the answer, then, then you're right back where you're supposed to be. So you do, you do have to be very knowledgeable and you do have to, um, it, it is a challenge and, and there's no way around it. So you just have to try to learn as much information as you can and try to uh, project that confidence. And, and that's the reason you do not want to act like you know what you're talking about and you don't. It, it, it's much easier. And, and, Dan, maybe you can help me here, but I think men have a problem saying that. I don't know the answer. I, I, it's funny you said that. <laughs> Deb, yeah. as you said that, I was laughing because in my head, I was thinking to myself, like, men don't ever want to be perceived yeah. as like weak. They would perceive that as weak. Exactly. I'm not saying it is. So they'd never want to say they would bullshit, if I can support my French here, but they would, uh, they would uh, represent that they know the answer even when they don't because they think it's a sign of weakness. Um, so I was exactly. thinking about that exactly what you were saying. It's like, wow, that's actually kind of an advantage to come from the position of confidence that, you know, you may not know and be honest about it, that, that it's kind of like asking yeah. for directions in a stereotypical kind of way. And I think in our, because of our stereotypical environment, that's an easier answer for a woman to get away with than a man. I'm sorry. Just no, I, th I think there's a, a I, 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 yeah. I think it's a good point. You it just, you I, got, girl. That's what it's about. 
cohorts that, that you have, I think you have in many cases more trouble with the co-broke if it's a man than, than you do with the customers themselves. Yeah, it, it is, you know, because you have to earn your stripes. I mean, it, it's a pecking order thing. And I do as much work at a referral business from other firms, other brokerages like JLL, Cushman Wakefield, because we do so much industrial. And it took a while for me to earn my stripes that they would refer to me. But, but I'll tell you what, Janet, the reason I got their business was knowledge for sure. But it's how quickly I act. The one guy, I was on him the other day because he wasn't getting back to me quick enough. And he said, my Lord, he said, you move like a hurricane, you know? And I'm like, that's, that's how we do it because he didn't have to wait on me. I was always getting his clients. And I tell you, one of the biggest compliments in the world, it's kind of, it's, it's dangerous because it happens to me a lot. And, and you kind of have to brag on yourself because sometimes other people don't, is people refer business to me. And I take such good care of them, which is what you want to do, that sometimes they want to switch brokerage firms. And that's dangerous because you don't want to lose that, um, you know, you don't want to lose that connection of the referrals from the other firms. But that's the greatest compliment they can tell you. And so that's how you approach it with them. And, and that's usually a male thing is you go and tell them, I'm going to take care of your clients just like they were, my, they were mine. And you push them back to the, to the co-broker so that you build that, that uh, support and that trust. That is so interesting. I had not thought about that being a problem to have, that you took care of them so well, but it could pose a challenge. It, that is it so happens and it's uh, very dangerous ground you're on because you don't, you know, we're not going to do something halfway. We're gonna do it 100%. But when you do that, mm -hmm. they're most of the times not used to that, even with, really good. I'm sorry. It, that's a unique trait in our business is that when you take such good care of your customers. That is, that is a really great point. Um, I am, I'm kind of floored with how, with how great this call has gone. If anybody else has questions, I don't want to kind of be the hog of Deborah Kate's time. So please just shout them out um, or type them in the, in the chat. And I really appreciate the participation. This has been such a great call for me personally. Also, um, just thinking about, so interrupt me if anybody does have a question. I'm looking okay. at our chat, Christina, there's a lot, I guess we were, I was getting excited. I was ignoring them. I'm just looking at everybody's faces. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Christina Carlino, are you on the line? Is there any, um, are there any questions um, in the chat or there's a lot of introductions I was reading through, but I was. Yeah, there's a lot of great introductions and also some really great stories about their experience in the business as well, but no particular questions. Okay, awesome. Um, do we, do you want me to, do you want to read some of them or can, did everybody kind of read through the chat? I'm not sure if everybody's aware of the chat, but like Deb said, I was focused on the faces while we were chatting. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I wanted to kind of uh, just kind of close this out on because we have about eight minutes left for the hour is just the idea of um, what's next. So um, I think that this call for me is really helpful to kind of meet and to help connect other women, but it's certainly um, only going to be as valuable as you find it. Um, so if you guys, you know, if anybody wants to, I'll put my, my contact information, but um, for some of you that registered for the class, I know that we'll have your contact information, um, but some of you may have just clicked a, a Zoom link to get in. I won't know exactly 
um, who you are. So if you want, you know, or your contact information more importantly. Um, so if you want to just shoot me a quick email and say, you know, yes, more of these, that would be amazing. Um, the, the chat function should be kind of um, right at the, if you hover at the bottom of your screen, it should say chat. Um, I'm typing while I'm talking, so you'll have to excuse me. Or for specific um, subjects, like, I don't know, maybe it's about negotiating or like what Dan mentioned, you know, a particular accountability thing or, you know, if, if there's something we need to drill in on. And then also, Christina, I don't know if you guys were going to do a plug for the mentoring program. I know y'all are still in the beta yeah. phase because I plan to participate in that. So I'd love to, on some level, yeah. I don't know what, but. Yes, absolutely. Christina, I don't know if you wanted to talk through, Christina Carlino, if you wanted to just talk to everybody about where we are with that. Yeah, so before um, I plug the mentoring program, I wanted to um, shout out our Operation Outreach. There was a huge amount of conversation about staying in touch with your clients and staying in touch with your prospects. We do have an Operation Outreach program that's in week two that can be found on Commercial University, and this provides you with posts that you can utilize um, potential scripts that you can discuss um, with your clients and with prospects. And it's really about not asking for business, but staying in touch, keeping them updated on what's going on in our industry. So there is an eight week challenge out. Um, again, I know several of you have mentioned um, keeping in touch and making calls each week. I know Denise was really active on that this week with um, email blasts that she was sending out. So feel free to use that content um, and be sure to mark your sales activity um, so we can see each other's progress and really be, um, you know, guides for each other and motivators for each other as to keep in contact with our clients um, throughout this. As far as a mentoring program, we do have CBC Mentors that is available. Right now, we are accepting all mentors to come into the system. Um, so if you are willing to be a mentor, um, Deb was part of our pilot group um, for that, so thank you. Um, but if you're interested in being a mentor, um, please go to CBC Mentors in Commercial University for more information on that. In the upcoming weeks, we will be discussing the mentoring program in great detail, as well as providing some education educational opportunities to understand what it is to be a mentor and to be mentored. Um, so look for that too as we um, as we move through move through these interesting times with all of our content we're throwing at you. Thank you so much. Yes, I think it'll be really great to start. Uh, I guess we're in the building phase of the mentor program. So certainly raise your hand if you want to be a mentor, like Christina said. Um, I just sent a note in the chat, just in case not everybody's reading it, saying that as long as I have your email address, I'll send out a survey to the whole group and it'll be super short, you know, two minutes, nothing crazy, but just, you know, what frequency feels right. I'll have a question about frequency for these kinds of meetings and then I'll just have an open-ended, you know, um, what are hot topics for you or topics you'd like to see discussed. We just want to make sure we're providing you with the right kind of content and mix of information. But I think these are really um, great. I think probably quarterly might feel like the right, um, uh, the right frequency, but I'll leave that up to the group and see kind of how that goes. Hey guys, several of y'all mentioned Austin and wished we'd had a chance to go and I do too, because we were kind of helping. Yeah. This is a hoot. I have to share this with y'all. I think it's funny. So we're talking about unique and we're saying, how can we be unique, you know, in Austin? And of course, everybody thinks we all ride horses to work and, you know, chain them up somewhere outside. But we thought, well, we're going to, we're going to do, this is hilarious. Can you see this? It's a little hand sanitizer with a little Texas, Texas and the cowboy and all that. 
this is probably what two ounce well yeah like small like i don't know 0.5 fluid ounces <laughs> we have like 500 of these and then COVID hits. So then we all used them ourselves, almost drinking them, you know, but it was, so yeah, we, we were going to be unique and share our hand sanitizer before we even knew it was a thing. Who knew that was going to be oh on the top God. of the Amazon list? That's really, that's maybe we'll get really another wild. chance. We would love to host. You can put them on eBay and Jesus. Oh, they're gone. We like poured them into bigger containers and used it, but we're baiting <laughs> in it now. So. Well, let's just, Christina, let's just make a plug. We are on for Austin 2021, God willing, let's just say. Uh, same same hotel, different, uh, approximately the same date. So just a uh, little well, spoiler yeah. alert there. But uh, it is maybe back we'll on. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to. Who knows? That. Next year, maybe it'll be something else, Deb. Maybe they'll, we might do knows? this with masks, with little lips and everything. We'll just yeah, there you here. go. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're just about at the top of the hour. I want to thank um, our wonderful guests. Kate and Deb, thank you so much for sharing and honesty, and thank you for everybody for participating. And I really look forward to having more of these. Um, and you know, look out for that survey so that we can make these, you know, the best possible meetups for all of you. So thanks, everybody. Hey, thanks, and please guys. feel free to call. I'd love to talk with you and share ideas. So maybe that'll generate more. More. Hey, Vanessa. I just see you down there. I feel like Brady Bunch. Are y'all any of y'all old enough to know who Brady Bunch is? Totally. Waving at. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'd love to share ideas with some of you. So. Thanks. Thank you. Guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. -bye. bye. bye.